0: You can donate anonymously, or you can add a message that I can see. As a podcaster, everything comes directly out of my pocket. I don't get paid to podcast. It's just my passion. So anything is appreciated to keep the show going. Thank you so much, guys. And now, on to the show. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming
1: film, If. Only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news?
0: Hello and welcome to Red Rum Blonde. This is a true crime podcast. Each week, I'll explore a case, the victims, the facts, and the mysteries surrounding it. Some are solved, some remain unsolved. I'm your host, Erin Fleming. welcome to Red Run Blonde. It's been a while. I'm glad to be back. And this week I have a really crazy story for you. You know, most of us dream of owning our own home, preferably one in a nice neighborhood where our kids can safely play outside. I guess you could say it's part of the American dream. Now imagine finding your perfect place, but not long after you move in, you start receiving very creepy anonymous notes. And these notes threaten you and your family. This week, I'll talk about The Watcher. So I've read many, many, many articles about this occurrence, but this article that I found was on The Cut by Reeves Weidman, and it was hands down the best. This went deeper than any other that I've read, and the story is incredibly creepy. So the Broaddus family just closed on their new home, and this was at 657 Boulevard. In early June of 2014, the home was in Westfield, New Jersey, and since it's only 25 miles outside of New York City, it's ideal for anyone who wants to commute. Not only that, it was voted, you know, like 15th safest municipality in the U.S., a perfect spot, and it was a perfect spot for Derek, his wife, Maria, and their three kids, ages 5, 8, and 10. Now, while her husband grew up in Maine, Maria grew up right there in Westfield, in fact, just a few blocks away from their new home. Derek worked as the senior vice president of an insurance company down in Manhattan, so the location was great for his commute. And he was on top of the world. He just turned 40 and was successful enough for the family to afford this $1.3 million home. So this was truly a dream for the Broaddus family. But before they even moved in, the dream was tarnished. Derek was at the home doing some paint work when he decided to check the mail. Now, my boyfriend just purchased his first home, so I can testify to how exciting it is to check the mail for the first time when you get a new home. Inside with the mail, he found a white envelope addressed to the new owner. And inside, he found a really bizarre note. Here's how it read. Dearest new neighbor at 657 Boulevard, allow me to welcome you to the neighborhood. How did you end up here? Did 657 Boulevard call to you with its force within? 657 Boulevard has been the subject of my family for decades now, and as it approaches its 110th birthday, I have been put in charge of watching and waiting for its second coming. My grandfather watched the house in the 1920s and my father watched the house in the 1960s. It is now my time. Do you know the history of the house? Do you know what lies within the walls of 657 Boulevard? Why are you here? I will find out. The writer went on to describe their car and the renovations that had been taking place saying, I see you already have flooded 657 Boulevard with contractors so that you can destroy the house as it was supposed to be. Tsk, 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 bad move. You don't want to make 657 Boulevard unhappy. Now, as if all of this wasn't creepy enough, the writer then went on to mention the Broadus's children, saying, you have children, I've seen them. So far, I think that there are three that I've counted. Do you need To fill the house with the young blood I requested? Better for me. Was your old house too small for the growing family? Or was it greed to bring me your children? Once I know their names, I will call to them and draw them to me. In summary, the writer wrote, Who am I? There are hundreds and hundreds of cars that drive by 657 Boulevard each day. Maybe I am in one of them. Look at all the windows you can see from 657 Boulevard. Maybe I am in one. Look out the windows in 657 Boulevard at all the people who stroll by each day. Maybe I am one. Welcome, my friends. Welcome. Let the party begin. The Watcher. I mean, I don't even know where to begin with this first. How strange that this person constantly refers to this home as if it's its own living entity. Now, how creeped out would you be if you were Derek Broaddus? I mean, this poor man was alone at the time. It was late at night. So he did the most natural thing by phoning the police. And the best reaction in this whole article was the policeman who read it and just said, what the fuck is this? And these were my thoughts exactly. Derek went home to their old house not far from 657 Boulevard. And he and Maria racked their brains trying to figure out why they would receive such an odd note. They didn't have any enemies. I mean, they hadn't even moved in yet, so why would a neighbor write something like this? Naturally, the first people they contacted were the old owners, John and Andrea Woods. This is mainly because in the letter, the watcher had mentioned them by saying, I asked the Woods to bring me young blood, and it looks like they listened. The Woods had lived at the home for 23 years, so if anything like this had happened before, they would certainly know. However, Andrea Woods said that they'd lived there the entire time without any incidents. She did say that about a week before they moved, they got a letter that was a bit odd from someone calling themselves The Watcher. And it said something about watching the house over the years, but... She didn't pay it any mind, and she said she threw it away. Now, perhaps feeling bad about not paying attention to the now important note, Andrea Wood went with the Broadduses to file a police report. The detective there advised them not to mention anything to their new neighbors, since this could have come from anyone. Now imagine this. You don't even know your new neighbors, and now you have to suspect that one of them is writing you very creepy letters. I don't think anyone likes to try to get to know their neighbors in the first place. Now you must side-eye old Susan as she comes to welcome you to the neighborhood with a plate of cookies. It made the couple very paranoid, of course. Maria tried as best as she could to keep the kids in her sight when at the new home. And that's not an easy task. Whenever one wasn't in eyesight, she would yell their names in fear. A couple of weeks after the first note arrived, Maria found a second one. And this one read, Welcome again to your new home at 657 Boulevard. The workers have been busy, and I have been watching you and load careful of your personal belongings. The dumpster is a nice touch. The house is crying from all the pain is going through. You have changed it and made it so fancy. You are stealing its history. It cries for the past and what used to be in the time when I roamed its halls. The 1960s were a good time for 657 Boulevard, when I ran from room to room, imagining the life the rich occupants there had. The house was full of life and young blood, and then I got old and so did my father, but he kept watching until the day he died, and now I watch and wait for the day when the young blood will be mine again. Have they found what is in its walls yet? In time they will. I am pleased to know your names now. "'and the names of the young blood you have brought to me. "'You certainly say their names often. "'657 Boulevard is anxious for you to move in. "'It has been years and years and years "'since the young blood ruled the hallways of the house. "'Have you found all the secrets it holds yet? "'Will the young blood play in the basement? "'Or are they too afraid to go down there alone? "'I would be very afraid if I were them. as far away from the rest of the house.' If you were upstairs, you would never hear them scream. Will they sleep in the attic? Or will you all sleep on the second floor? Who has the bedroom facing the street? I'll know as soon as you move in. It will help me to know who is in which bedroom. Then I can plan better. All of the windows and doors in 657 Boulevard allow me to watch you and track you as you move through the house. Who am I? I am the watcher and have been in control of 657 Boulevard for the better part of two decades now. The Woods family turned it over to you. It was their time to move on, and kindly sold it when I asked them to. I pass by many times a day. 657 Boulevard is my job, my life, my obsession. And now you are too, Broadus family. Welcome to the product of your greed. Greed is what brought the past three families to 657 Boulevard, and now it has brought you to me. Have a happy moving-in day. You know I will be watching. The Watcher. Immediately, their fears grew. They decided not to bring the kids by for a while. Derek Maria wondered if someone was upset about not getting the house. It was a very sought-after location. I mean, even The Watcher had noted that, quote, the Boulevard used to be the street to live on. The million dollar home had been built in 1905. The Woods had said there were some prospective buyers that had backed out, but there didn't seem to be any bad feelings involved. Detective Leonard Lugo was the one assigned to the case, and he found that the letters were processed in a distribution center in Kearney, New Jersey. When the first letter arrived, it was only a day after the contractors had been there. The sale wasn't public, and the Woods had never put up a for sale sign, so it couldn't just be any guy off the street. So what's that saying, keep your friends close and your enemies closer? Derek and Maria decided to do just that. They attended a neighborhood party for them and another new homeowner. So they tried to seem at ease even though they were suspicious of everyone there. As any one of them could have been the man behind the letters. As any one of them could have been the person behind the letters. Derek asked about some of the nearby neighbors without divulging anything about the letters. Their neighbor, John Schmidt, had started talking about the Langford family, who lived in between them and the Broadduses. Apparently, the mother, Peggy, was well into her 90s. She had several kids who were all in her 60s, and some of them still lived in the house. Derry thought this was pretty interesting since the Watcher would have been about that age. And one of the sons, Michael, was apparently a bit odd. John Schmidt described him as kind of a Boo Radley character. Their father, Richard, had died about 12 years earlier, which would fit in with what the Watcher was saying, that he's been watching the house for the better part of two decades. Plus, there's mention in one of the letters of an easel that could be seen. The Broadduses had their easel on their back porch, which couldn't be seen from the street due to brush. But the Langford house was in a perfect position to be able to see the easel on the porch. This was enough evidence in his mind for Derek to go to Detective Lugo. But Lugo had beat him to the punch, having brought in Michael Lanford for questioning a week after the first letter came. Michael Lanford denied having any involvement. Lugo told them without an admission, there really wasn't anything that he could do. Other than that, there wasn't any evidence. Derek, you gotta love him, said, this person attacked my family and where I'm from. If you do that, you get your ass beat. He wasn't going to take this lying down. He and Maria worked too hard to get this house and they weren't going to give it up without a fight. He went around and installed a new security system and cameras all around the house and would even creep around in the dark trying to catch someone on or near the property. You know how detectives have maps on their walls with red lines connecting certain points? Derek did this. He had a map noting all of the neighbors that lived in the area. Only a few fit this criteria of being near enough to hear their children's names if yelled and or being able to see the easel. And the only one that had been there since the 60s were, guess who, the Langfords. A third letter came not too long after. Part of it read, 657 Boulevard is turning on me. It is coming after me. I don't understand why. What spell did you cast on it? It used to be my friend and now it is my enemy. I am in charge of 657 Boulevard, is not in charge of me. I will fend off its bad things and wait for it to become good again. It will not punish me. I will rise again. I will be patient and wait for this to pass and for you to bring the young blood back to me. 657 Boulevard needs young blood. It needs you. Come back. Let the young blood play again like I once did. Let the young blood sleep in 657 Boulevard. Stop changing it and let it alone. The watcher was making note of how the broadduses had kept their children away. Derek doubled down and consulted a man named Robert Lenneman who was a former FBI agent to try to
1: planning for your next trip?
0: profile the watcher. This guy theorized that the person had to be a bit older. They addressed the letters to Mr. or Mrs. Broadus, and there were double spaces between the sentences making him believe that this person was a, quote, voracious reader. And the lack of profanity made him think that the writer wasn't very manly. There did definitely seem to be anger at anyone with wealth, especially new money, He had written, Are you one of those Hoboken transplants who are ruining Westfield? This would apply to the Broaddasses since they weren't from a line of wealth. He had mentioned greed quite a few times in the letters, and Lenahan thought that the watcher was someone in maybe their 50s or 60s who lived nearby. He recommended that they investigate any former housekeepers and their families. Derek also hired a private investigator who did background checks. On several people in the neighborhood, but nothing came to light. Still, Derek had this nagging suspicion that it was the Langfords, particularly Michael Langford. The family hired attorney Lee Levitt to represent them while they met with the Langfords and their attorney. They wanted to state their case, showing the letters and an explanation why they suspected them, but the Langfords of course denied any involvement and they left the meeting angry. Detective Lugo didn't think Michael Lanford would ever be the type to hurt anyone, so he pretty much ruled him out. Plus, the neighborhood had some sketchy types, as turned out by the private investigator. He found two sex offenders just within a few blocks. And the house painter for the family even noticed something odd while on the job. The house behind the Broadduses had a pair of lawn chairs that were facing their property and the painter saw an older guy sitting in one of the chairs, not facing his own home, but facing theirs. So it was just a testament to how it could have been anyone, and it made everyone seem suspicious. Now you got to remember, they haven't even fully moved in yet, but they had already sold their old home. By this time, Maria's nerves were shattered. She couldn't contemplate living there with the kids, despite Derek doing everything from getting the cameras, to looking into ex-military to patrol the yard. The family ended up moving in with Maria's parents, and they were still paying the mortgage and the taxes at the house. They decided to try to sell their dream house, which is really sad. The stress was just too much, and it started taking a toll on their marriage. The Broadduses fully intended to disclose to future buyers the letters the watchers had sent. They weren't going to keep it a secret. They didn't want to trick anyone into buying the place. Initially, they wanted to sell it for more than they bought it for because they did so many renovations. But all the bids that came in were well below the asking price. They even had an agent tell them that they were crazy for telling anyone about the letters, but they felt they had to tell anyone interested just like they wished the Woodses would have told them about the letter they received. In 2015, they filed suit against the Woodses for not telling them about the letter. And this is when the story made the news. After a local reporter found out about it, it went viral. And following advice from a consultant, the family refused to speak publicly about it. At this point, they hadn't told their kids about why they left. Now, faced with all the questions brought on by the media, they had to tell them the real reason. Of course, everyone in Westfield was freaked out. Neighbors were upset that this was the first that they'd heard of it. That showed the first investigation wasn't too thorough. I mean, they didn't even go around and talk to the neighbors. And that's when veteran detective Baron Chambly was brought in as a pair of fresh eyes. He looked again at Michael Langford. And after talking to his brother, he discovered that Michael had been diagnosed as a schizophrenic. He did odd things like looking into neighbors' windows, but never anything violent. In fact, John Schmidt, the neighbor between the Langfords and the Brodises, said that Michael was kind, always brought him his newspaper. No one thought Michael could be the one to write these letters. Chambly also found out that there was DNA analysis conducted on one of the envelopes, and it came back showing that it belonged to a woman. Chambly wondered if it could have been Abby Langford who worked as a real estate agent. After surreptitiously obtaining her water bottle for DNA, he was disappointed to find that she was not a match. The prosecutor's office officially ruled out the Langfords as suspects, much to the dismay of the Broadduses who had planned to file civil charges against them. This was a really heated battle between these two families. So once again, the family went back to square one in their investigation. They hired a forensic linguist and former member of Shawna Nah, named Robert Leonard. So my mind is still reeling over how a member of Shawn Anna can go from a greaser barbershop quartet to an esteemed job. Anyway, Leonard really didn't provide any help other than suggesting that he might be a Game of Thrones fan because of the watchers on the wall. Chamblee did find out that another family had received a letter from the watcher, and this was sent around the time the Broadduses received their first letter. Since this family had lived in their house for years, they also disregarded the letter like the Woodses had done. One of their grandchildren had posted the letter to Facebook and then deleted it. It was remarkably like the one sent to 657 Boulevard. Another suspect surfaced one night when Chambly and a partner were staking out the house. Around 11 o'clock at night, they saw a car stop in front of the house. They traced the car to a woman whose boyfriend lived on the same block as the house. Now, she said he was, quote, into dark video games, including one in which he played a character named The Watcher. The boyfriend was reportedly away at the time, and Chambly didn't have enough evidence to compel him to come in for questioning. There are so many things out there in the media that contain a character named the Watcher. I mean, it's not an uncommon thing. There's the Watchers in the Marvel comics that watch over the multiverses. There's the movie The Watcher with Keanu Reeves and James Spader. There's the TV series starring Sir Mix-a-Lot. And the 70s movie The Watcher in the Woods. The prevailing theory in the neighborhood was that the Broadduses had buyer's remorse and these letters were staged to get out of buying the home. However, the police had compared Maria's DNA to the sample, and it didn't match. Just like any other town, there had been crimes. I mean, family annihilator John List lived in Westfield, just to name one. Maria's mother, being very wise, always told her not to have a false sense of security, no matter where she was or how safe she felt. The family ended up borrowing money to purchase a second home, whose location was kept ultra-private. Since they were having so much trouble selling the house at 657 Boulevard, they considered just tearing down the home and then selling the land to a developer. The land would then be split in two and turned into two homes. The only catch was that they would need an exception, because when split into two lots, it was just a hair shy of the mandated 70 feet. And, of course, the neighbors fought the proposal. After a long, heated public meeting, the board rejected the proposal. Maria and Derek were at a loss. I mean, this was their last resort. They were knee-deep in debt from buying another house and still paying on this one. Plus, they were paying the huge property taxes. Finally, a family agreed to rent the home. Two weeks after moving in, the watcher struck again. A letter appeared two and a half years since the originals, and this one was addressed to Derek and his wench of a wife, Maria. Part of it read, You wonder who the watcher is? Maybe you even spoke to me. Or maybe you do know me and are too scared to tell anyone. Good move. The letter went on to describe how the family had tried to settle the house and possibly tear it down. It ended with, My soldiers of the boulevard followed my orders to a T. They carried out their mission and saved the soul of 657 Boulevard with my orders. I'll hail the Watcher. The runner agreed to stay, but it wasn't without fear. The Watcher had threatened to hurt him. Maybe a car accident, maybe a fire, maybe the death of a pet. Loved ones die suddenly, bones break. When Derek took this letter to police, the detective made a circle on the map around the house that was about 300 yards in diameter. And they concluded that the watcher would be one of the houses in that area. Still, nothing turned up any good leads. The Broadduses regret not selling the house early on at a loss. Renting it barely covered their expenses. And then other residents received their own anonymous letters around Christmas Eve. These typed hand-delivered letters said things like, I wish we could go back to the days of tars and feathers. I have just the couple in mind. These letters were all signed, Friends of the Broadus family. Derek Broadus confessed to writing these letters. He wasn't proud of it, but he felt he had been driven to it. However, he adamantly denied writing the original letters or being the watcher. Finally, after years, the Broadduses sold 657 Boulevard at a $500,000 loss. Can you imagine that? A new couple purchased the home for around $959,000 in July of 2019. The new owners declined to comment to any media. So that was the story of The Watcher. It still creeps me out. The fact that they never found out who was behind it makes it even scarier. I really don't think the Broadduses had anything to do with it, but honestly, I don't have any idea. Let me know what you think. I'd love to hear your theories on this. Reach out to me at redrumblonde at gmail.com, and I'm always open to story suggestions, and I want to thank everyone who has given me some. If I haven't done yours, don't be offended, don't fret, I have a huge list. Also, join the Red Rumble Blonde Facebook group, and it's been forever since I've done a shout out to new members, so if I'm leaving you out, let me know. I want to welcome Dandy, Jessica, Julia, Elizabeth, and Joanne. You can also find me on Twitter and Instagram, and I hope everyone is doing okay during this awful time. I know I've been really down, so I'm sure most of you are right there. It's very hard and stressful, and the world is crazy right now. And worrying about your loved ones takes a lot out of you, so I hope everyone is coping all right. So stay safe. Don't get sick. Get out there. Do some protesting. Um, If you're out there protesting, man, I'm proud of you. Uh, thank you so much for listening and catch you guys next week.
1: Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve
2: nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50